Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hey, how goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. It's great to be back uh, here home in New Orleans. We are in Studio B at Airline Drive today. And uh, thanks again to Daniel Salerson for hosting yesterday's podcast as we were traveling back from Oakland, California, and we now are getting set for our first game of the NBA playoffs. Game three tomorrow night, 842 tip from the Smoothie King Center, Pelicans and Warriors. David Wesley stops by today on a Wesley Wednesday to help us get ready for that game and get his thoughts as well on games one and two. Uh, The NFL schedule is out. How about uh, not having to play Atlanta in week one? Uh, in fact, um, it'll be a road game at Arizona, but uh, glad, great to have the Saints schedule in hand now. And John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com is uh, with us on the program to break down uh, the schedule here, what, <laughs> three or four months in advance. But certainly that's an exciting time, and now we just have to get ready for the NFL draft next week. And also on the show today, Saints and Pelicans president Dennis Lausha who will join us here in just a moment after our first break. Uh, You may have seen the news that was released yesterday evening about uh, improvements to the Smoothie King Center and the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Um, Most notably, uh, the thing that hangs in the center of the building or those two big panels on each end zone uh, at the Superdome, uh, those get a massive upgrade, something that all of us have been asking for now for some time. So I will not uh, delve too deep into it. I'll let Mr. Lausche give us the lowdown on what all is now to come for both of those facilities, the home of the Pelicans and the home of the New Orleans Saints. We've got a busy show, so I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, Dennis Lausha, and then we'll follow that up with the Wesley Wednesday and NFL schedule talk with John DeShazer. Stay with us. The time is now for you to be a part of something special. All-Star Anthony Davis and your New Orleans Pelicans have taken it to another level, and we want you to be on board for even bigger things to come next season. Pelican season ticket holders score the best seat locations, best ticket prices, discounts on concessions, merchandise, and much more. Plus, become a Pelican season ticket holder now to receive preferred access to Pelicans playoff tickets. Call 525-HOOP and get your Pelicans tickets today. 
All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Everything you need to know about the Saints and Pelicans is right here on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Up first, as promised, Dennis Lauscher, the president of the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, busy time of year, my friend, and uh, a big, big announcement yesterday. I'd like to get right to that. Um, it was a welcome email in my inbox last night, seeing the uh, release of information about these fantastic improvements that you and LSCD are going to make to uh, not only the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, but the Smoothie King Center as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as I was reminded this morning, um, you know, we broke that news here on the black and blue. That's that right. coming one day, and, uh, and I had forgotten about that. But, uh, look, we couldn't be more excited. And every time we did a survey, both in the Superdome and in the, in the uh, Smoothie King Center, every time we did, number one thing that always came back was we need to improve uh, the video boards in both buildings. And so... It was number one on our list, and so we uh, we sought out to get that fixed in this off season. Uh, we've been working with the state now for a little bit longer than you may think. I mean, this is this is a pretty big project. Uh, there's a lot. Of, there's been a lot of um, technological changes over over the last couple years um, in this space, and um, and uh, you know we've done a lot of due diligence already. Um, and uh, so it, it got to a point where we were in a position we were ready to make the announcement, and we did. We'll have the uh, the brand-new boards in the arena for this upcoming season, which I'm really excited about. Those boards are going to be um, they're going to be great. They're going to be very big and significantly larger than what we currently have in the arena. Um, the In fact, as our, our uh, Pelican fans know who've been there from the very beginning, if you actually look at the old boards, the top of the old boards had actually been there since the day the arena was built. That's right. So, um, so this is a big change for us. Um, the uh, the length and size of the board will essentially um, um, measure from uh, from uh, the top of the key to the uh, file line to the opposite top of the key and file line in between there. So it's a it's a very very big board, and it's about as big a board as you can have in the building for. a a building of that size mm-hmm. and so uh it's it's gonna be fun i can't wait to see it i think it's 44 feet long yeah, i think that's right yeah that's 21 feet high yeah um that's massive yeah it is and in high definition too which i don't know if people realize this or not that building currently does not have high definition no, neither neither building has right. high definition and then on the on the on the saint side in the mercedes-benz superdome side the 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 again we've we've spent a lot of time we've actually hired um, and met with a number of uh, architects and uh, and vendors in, uh, in in that field, and um, I, I would tell you, you know, we took a long, long look at hanging a board uh, from the top, almost you know, a la Dallas or, mm-hmm. or or someone like that. And I w- I would tell you that although the jury's not out uh, on, on that one issue, um, there is a possibility that it that it could, it could, like I said, it's still a possibility it could happen and be center hung. But I think we're leaning very, very much to um, the, the end zone boards. I think it's a much, much better fit in the Superdome. It gives the Superdome um, a lot more flexibility with regards to other shows that are in, that are in the building. 
Um, and, and, um, and, and like I said, that will be about three and a half times larger than what we currently have. Again, all in high definition as well. That's going to close the space in. You're going to feel like you're <clears throat> in a smaller building like that. It is. It is. And, <clears throat> excuse me, the other thing, <clears throat> excuse me, the other thing that we're, that we're doing there is new audio as well. We, uh, it, we think that's very important, Superdome. That's probably uh, the second um, uh, number one point, the uh, second point that our fans bring to us. And so we're looking to improve all the audio systems in there. Uh, we're also going to um, upgrade uh, some of the suite level, um, the carpets, and do some painting in, in that stuff. And also um, uh, improve uh, some concession areas. Um, as well, but uh, the big difference will be the video boards. I saw lighting in here. Which building yes, is lighting. Yeah, actually, the lighting's for the Superdome. Okay, you know, um, I think what a lot of people don't realize, um, uh, the when you turn off the lights, you have to wait a period of time before you can turn them back on. And and so if you if you watched our last game last year, our head coach really would like wanted to to go dark on the intros, and it's something that we really like and, and, and uh, something we had been wanting to do for almost 10, 15 years. But in order to do that under the current configuration with the lighting scheme, for our very astute fans, they may have noticed that um, as, the, as the, the, the practices before the game, the warm-ups began, um, a certain set of lights went out and another set of lights came on. Um, essentially, the main lights went out during the warm-ups. And then the backup lights were on um, until until we were able to turn them all off. That gave the main lighting system the 11 or so minutes that's required to cool off. So as soon as the intros were over, we were able to turn on the main lights. And uh, I know that sounds a little complicated, but um, but it really leads to not much flexibility. Now we'll have the flexibility. Not only will they be able to turn off and on whenever you want, but the other beauty, they're, they're energy efficient. And it's going to save the Superdome and the state some money uh, as well. Right. So. As as these improvements make both buildings more energy efficient, more friendly to mm -hmm. the environment, eco friendly. The 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 theme that runs through all this seems to be fan in game enhancement. Yes. Period. Yes. That, that seems to be the overlying theme altogether. Yes. Uh, one hundred percent of the money that we're putting up is going to fan enhancement. Um, uh, one hundred percent of the money SMG had put up is going to fan enhancement. Now. Having said that, there is some uh, some other money um, that's also um, contemplated in this deal um, that the state's going to use really for um, the nuts and bolts of the building itself. Literally, there's some pipes they have to work on. There's some electrical stuff that they have to work on, some upgrades. But again, that's all back-of-house things, and those things are necessary just to keep the building operating. Uh, but everything else is fan amenity. Yeah, this, this keeps you away from that whole... We need a new building conversation. Yeah, hopefully. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the money. $40 million is the estimate here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a significant private contribution to this project. Yeah, yeah. $25 million. Um, yes, it's a significant amount of money, um, um, but it's something that we need to do. It's it's something, you know, right now we look across the state, and, we, you know, it's, it's not like we're blind to the fact that the state has issues right now from a financial standpoint. We get that. There are a lot of cuts that are happening throughout education and throughout the state and, and we get that but it's it, this is an improvement that we need right now mr benson was very much uh wanting to get this fixed it's something that's been on his radar for a while he was willing to make the uh contribution to to get it fixed and and, and here we are so mm -hmm. um he's excited about it as, as anyone else is i mean he you know what a lot of folks don't know is perhaps they do um but uh 
there is rarely a game that Mr. Benson does not go to. So he's been to all the new stadiums. He's seen all the new electronics. He's seen all the new digital. And, and you know, he, he wants that for our fans. And so um, that was a big reason for his commitment. I'm so glad it's done. Congratulations yeah, on you. that front. Appreciate yeah. it. Like you said, that was a long time coming yep. and a long process to get it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two other things I want to ask you about sure. before I've got you. Dennis Lausher with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, number one, tomorrow night is your first uh, NBA home playoff game as yeah. president of the franchise. Are you excited about that? I mean, I couldn't be more excited. I'm excited on so many fronts. I mean, I'm excited for our fans. I mean, there's so so many of our fans that have been there for for so long, from the beginning, who, who you know, you go to all every home game throughout the course of the season. You see them there. You see them there cheering. You see their loyalty towards our players. I'm so happy for them that, you know, we have the opportunity to be in the playoffs. And, I mean, I couldn't be more sincere about that. Um, so happy for our staff who work so hard during the course of the year to, to, to put on a great event. I'm so happy for them. And, obviously, I'm so happy for the coaching staff and the players, too. I mean, they, they really, really – and you saw it. I mean, you were at all the games. You saw the way we finished at the end of the season. I mean, they really, really were dedicated to this team. They came together as a team. I mean, they were an unbelievable unit. Um, they did what most people thought couldn't be done in making it to the playoffs. And um, and uh, we've had this conversation before. You know, we got involved with the team. We bought the team after we one of the first conversations we had was, you know, when are we going to go to the playoffs and compete for a, a, a championship? And, and you know, I remember Monty and, and Dell, more so Dell and, and Mickey and everyone saying, look, it's going to take some time. And, you know, I'm like any other fan. I'm impatient. I want it to happen overnight. You know, I want it to happen yesterday. I don't want to have to wait for a couple of years. But, but there was a plan that was placed, <clears throat> put in place, and uh, and uh, we we stuck to that plan. And here we are. We're we're in. We're competing. You know, in the playoffs. And the best thing about it is, I think we have a strong foundation to continue to grow. Yeah, so. Anthony Davis is a, <clears throat> is a good little foundation piece there, yeah. uh, to say the least. Yeah. He's averaging 30 in the first two <clears throat> games. The last time we were in Smoothie King Center was that game against San Antonio. Yep. Um, and we wouldn't be having this conversation if the Pelicans don't win the final regular season game. What kind of a mood were you in that night? <laughs> I'm just curious. Well, I tried to avoid most everybody that night. I'm well, just curious can, as to what you, you were You can like. tell that this show's unscripted because you asked me that question, to be perfectly honest with you. It was one of only three games I have missed since we bought this team. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I was in, I was en route to New York for the NBA owners meeting, and that was the only – flight i had an early meeting the next morning that was the only flight i can get on and i mean i watched it on 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 you know obviously pay attention to in our app as soon as i landed <clears throat> got to the hotel the hotel had nba tv <clears throat> i got to see the last quarter so <clears throat> excuse me i was like everybody else just sitting on the end of my edge of my seat uh pacing you know but it was great i was so happy to see the fans it looked so good on tv everyone uh, seeing the streamers fall, seeing Anthony Davis, um, you know, hugging his coach. It was just outstanding. So I'd imagine you walked into the NBA owners meetings the next day with a little different step. Man, there was a pep in my step, I can tell you. And the truth of the matter is everybody in the NBA was, even Oklahoma City, was uh, very excited for us, very happy for the fans, very happy for the team, very happy for the coach. So uh, very happy for Mr. Benson. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was a very, very good time to be at the NBA owners meeting. 
NFL schedule was released last night. Yes. Would you like? Would you like? Would you I liked like? it. Yeah. I have to be honest with you. I, I like it a lot. Um, you know, the first thing you do when you get these schedules, obviously, you see who you start with. You see when you're on the road, how many late games, how many out of town back to backs. Do you do you do a Sunday Thursday? You know those types of things that you look at. But uh, you know, I feel I feel good about it. I mean, I, I think the schedule. You know, I think it sets up well. I think I think um, I really like the fact that we have three. Nationally televised games all at home like that a lot, um, and that's that's a testament to our fans because the NFL knows if um, if they're gonna have a if they're gonna have a, a nationally televised game here in New Orleans, it's gonna be sold out in the in the building's gonna be rocking, which makes for very good TV. So, um, so you know it's a bit of a reward to our fans, um, and um, you know it, it it's it's a good schedule. So um, I haven't had a chance to talk to really to Mickey um, about it very much. He's He's been in lockdown in, uh, in in draft prep, but I have to think that he feels the same way. Speaking of the draft, before I let you go, because we could talk here for yeah. two hours, but yeah. uh, it's one of the busier Wednesdays yeah. we've had in a while. Um, next week, and we're going to talk more about this on this program as we get closer, but um, it's my understanding that this will probably be the first time that the Saints themselves have hosted their own big kind of draft events, and it sounds fantastic next a week from Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I would tell you that uh, you're going to hear a lot of a lot about it in the upcoming week. Um, uh, we made a couple announcements this week, but uh, I will say delightfully they've been overshadowed by the performance of the Pelicans and being in the playoffs. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, usually it's the Saints who kind of overstep what the Pelicans are doing, but uh, we want to be uh, real short. Word got out about this draft fest, and, um, and so you'll hear a lot more about it probably next week. But uh, but um, it's going to be for the fans. Um, season ticket holders, we're going to call it Super Boil. Um, so there's going to be a lot of crawfish being boiled, a lot of other good food. And uh, we're going to ra- try to raise some money for um, some charities in town um, and uh, – and we're going to support uh, the, the charities are are, are, are military based, um, and um, we're, we're real proud of our relationship with uh, with the veterans, and uh, that's what that's what we're trying to raise the money for. So um, it should be a lot of fun. Um, it's an effort that's being uh, being done across the league. Most uh, most teams are throwing big draft parties, and that's because we're going to select someone in the crowd to make our draft pick for us, and they'll wow. be they'll be on national TV. So that'll be a lot of fun. So uh, again, you'll hear a lot more about it in the upcoming week, but uh, it's going to. Uh, give a fan the opportunity to make the pick for us. So. I know how tremendously busy you are this week, so it's <laughs> a delight you. to have you and yeah. to cover some ground here. Um, you're right. There's a lot of stuff on the table right yeah. now. Yeah, it's supposed to be the offseason, right? And uh, th- there is no such thing No, anymore. I was going to say, when? Yeah. When does that yeah. come? Yeah. Um, anything else you want to break or share today? No, oh, look, you know, you. I mean, I have, I have this this, this, uh, this feeling I'm supposed to break uh, hot news here. The one thing that I, I would tell all of our fans who are listening out there um, – is uh, really pay attention to what's going on in our digital space. We have some unbelievable um, new uh, app, uh, new new uh, um, um, things coming to our app. Um, I, I think uh, the new beacon technology that we have out there is really going to be uh, great for our fans. And, in, and for those who may have read the articles that came out uh, related to what we're doing uh, with the boards, uh, the video boards, you may have also. Uh, read in there that um, our fans who are attending the game um, on their apps uh, will now have the ability to, to see uh, replays four different angles on their on their phone while attending the football game, and um, and and uh, of course that technology will be brought over to basketball as well. But uh, we're we're trying to make it an, an absolutely 
awesome experience to attend a game in either one of these buildings and uh, you know we're, we're going to continue to work towards that but um this new technology is really something. It's 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 really addictive. I mean, once you start using it, uh, you find yourself uh, using uh, all day long. So take a look at that if you get a chance. Good point. Good point. Um, enjoy the game tomorrow night. Thank you. Yes, I appreciate it. And all the best, please, to the folks upstairs with regard to the draft next week. Yep, we'll do. Dennis Lasher, president of the New Orleans Saints and New Orleans Pelicans. Um, there are a few people busier than him, and in a good way, in a good way to say the least, this time of year. We'll take a break. When we come back, David Wesley jumps in with us. So Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report right after this. Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCTIONER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Guess what day it is? Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. David Wesley starts us off, the analyst from Fox Sports New Orleans, the former NBAer, of course, and it is a Wesley Wednesday postseason style. David, welcome home and uh, welcome to the playoffs. Uh, this is something that's been a real treat, obviously, for the Pelicans fans. As you and I have discussed the possibilities throughout the spring, uh, it is fantastic to be talking about playoff basketball with you, sir. It's, it's fun. It's It's been a fun atmosphere in, in Golden State, and it'll be a fun atmosphere tomorrow night. I, I expect the fans to come out in big numbers and be loud, and hopefully the Pelicans can come out with a win. Yep, down 2-0 now. What were your big takeaways, David, from games one and two out in Oakland? Well, I thought I thought game one they were trying to get their feet wet. They were trying to, to get the jitters out and figure some things out. I thought the second half of game one, they started kind of getting to a rhythm, started doing some really good things. I thought they made some good good adjustments in game two with uh, not as many points in the paint. Uh, they defended uh, Curry and Clay Thompson a little bit better. Um, I didn't think they gave them as many open looks. They were right there at the end. I thought they came out and played with confidence and I think they built, kept building one to two. Now, if they can build a number three, maybe get uh, Pondexter going a little bit, Ryan Anderson going a little bit, I think they can get a win. Is Anthony Davis living up to expectations here in his first playoff series? Yeah, he's averaging 30. I, I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, he, he took a while to kind of get, you know, get his feet going. But uh, like he said, once he got over the nerves and the, you know, the, the enormous playoff atmosphere, he settled in, and he was the Anthony Davis he's been all year. Tyreek Evans uh, regenerated again <laughs> and played hurt in game two, nearly came away with a triple-double. Uh, Dub, does he get enough credit for what he's done for the Pelicans? I, I don't think so. I, I think he has you know a lot of knocks because he, he dribbles so much. He has a lot of knocks because he doesn't shoot the ball 
from the perimeter uh, well every night. But what he's done for this team um, for pretty much the whole season, because even when Drew was there in the beginning of the season, he dominated the basketball, and Drew kind of played two while he was out there. So uh, he's done an excellent job, and he's been able to, to, to do it all, rebound, assist, get in the paint, uh, play at a high level. And uh, with, in a day and time when players don't seem to play hurt, I can appreciate a guy going out there not 100% and almost coming out with a triple-double. That's crazy. I, <laughs> he said it was throbbing in the second half, uh, but he played through it. There's no doubt uh, that he's a – well, he's young. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, David, give me a Pelican or two that's got to be better or bigger uh, if the Pelicans hope to uh, make this a series again. No doubt Ryan Anderson uh, has to be better, bigger, uh, he has some mismatch problems guarding Bogut, Green on the perimeter, but uh, right now he's not even hitting shots, and he's got, he's got to find some rhythm. I think Pondexter has to come back to life and, and, and make some shots. They need his offense, and I, I think that the big key for the Pelicans is, is Drew Holiday. How much can he give you? How many minutes can he give you? Uh, how close to 90% can he, can he get? And uh, hopefully his leg is, is calmed down, and, and it's, it's been a week. So hopefully he can give you all he can. Give me an adjustment that Monty Williams and his staff uh, may or should uh, make before game three here in New Orleans. You know, I, I talked about this earlier. I, I think they've done an excellent job uh, doing what they've done. Um, you know, I, I think uh, they've figured out a way to, to, to get to three-point shooters. I uh, in game two, they did a much better job of when a guy was lost or fell down or got screened, they picked up that guy and, and helped the helper. Um, I think they can rebound better. That, that, would, uh, that, that would help their cause, but uh, they, they've been turning them over. They held them to 99 points. Uh, they did everything they can do to win the game. Now, um, to your question, what can they do better? Mm-hmm. Finish the game. Okay. Do what you do, and then, I mean, you saw them. They went to hero ball, tried to do it themselves. They wanted it so bad that they just they, they, they went to get it, and uh, it was mistake after mistake, bad shot, turnovers, and, and that kind of cost them the game. Look, you and I both know the home floor can be a huge weapon for the Pelicans in Game 3 and Game 4, for that matter. David, from a player's standpoint, if you could, you know, sit down in a room with the 18,000-plus that will be at Smoothie King Center tomorrow night, and you could say, hey, folks, as a crowd, if you could do these two or three things, this would really help me as a player on the floor. What would you say? Be loud, be involved. Make every play like it's a home run. The more noise that this crowd can make for the home team, the more it energizes, the more you know, it, it makes them play uh, to a different level. It, they're going to have to play an excellent, excellent game. And the fans are going to have to be excellent as well. Good idea. Hey, while I've got you, before I let you go here on this Wesley Wednesday, David, any other playoff series catch your eye more than, say, uh, one or the other? What have you seen uh, across the league right now? Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm always curious to know what, what Cleveland's going to do, Chicago in the, in the Eastern Conference. Um, those are the ones that are uh, you know, that I've been kind of keeping an eye on um, team-wise. Uh, series, the, the Rockets, Mavericks, because I played for the Rockets. I've uh, been 
uh, keeping an eye on that one. I thought it was going to be a little bit better. Um, not quite living up to it, but, you know, Houston did their job. Now the Mavs have to do their job and win on their floor. So, you know, it's one of those things that, that that's how playoff basketball is, and uh, maybe it'll turn around and be a series. Yeah, who was this Josh Smith guy last night? Um, where did that come from? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, you know, he, there's nobody questioning his talent, right. uh, Josh Smith. I mean, he, he's got oozes of talent. Now, if he stays off the three-point line, he was one for five. <laughs> if he stays off the three-point line, everybody would probably love him. But, uh, you know, he takes weird shots. He takes bad shots. He he, he, he he does things that you don't expect him to do sometimes, and I think that's what gives him the bad rap. No doubt, no doubt. It all continues tonight, of course, across the NBA. Big uh, San Antonio Clippers game tonight, and then the uh, the one we're worried about most. Tomorrow night, 842 tip-off between the Pelicans and the Warriors at Smoothie King Center. David, thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your Wesley Wednesday, and we'll see you tomorrow at Smoothie King Center on the television. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus get text with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. All right, let's talk about this New Orleans Saints schedule, which was released by the NFL last night. There are some uh, interesting dates on the calendar here for the New Orleans Saints, and I think that as far as um, road dates, strength of schedule, uh, opener, all those things seem very favorable. And to help us break some of it down, of course, is the lead man for NewOrleansSaints.com, my broadcast partner on the Pelicans as well, John DeShazer. John, good morning. Morning, Ken. What's going on? Not a whole lot. I just got your calendar basically for the next six months. So what do you like about your new world? And uh, what intrigues you about the Saints schedule in 2015? Well, I mean, the thing that really, I guess, jumps out at me is obviously you, you and when you go into the short week in the Thursday night game and there's a really killer trio of games early in the season. is you know, home against Dallas at Philly, home against Atlanta. That's the Sunday, Sunday, Thursday night game. So that's the the toughest stretch, and obviously you've got the three nationally televised games. Saints have been traditionally pretty good in, in national TV games, but last year were only three and two in prime time, and one and one at home in prime time. Now all three of these games are in prime time at home, so you know you want to rebuild that that home that home field advantage, so to speak. But you know they lost it last year, uh, lost five straight home games to close out the season, so they want to try to reestablish that. And by the same token played well on the road, as it turns out. That was a place that they couldn't win in previous seasons. And last year, won the last four road games, including a couple of games you know, at Pittsburgh and at Carolina. So, you know, they kind of reversed feel on that one. So, yeah, obviously they found the formula to win on the road. Now they got to refine that formula to win at home. 
No doubt about that. What about this opener at Arizona? This is a team that I think only lost one time at home last season, John. Well, only lost one time at home and had one hellacious defense. Now, the good thing for the uh, good thing for the Saints in this one is that, you know, I guess it might help that Todd Bowles is gone now. The defensive coordinator for the Cardinals is gone, and now he's the New York Jets head coach. But obviously, those players are there that helped him build up that defense. And so that's going to be a tough team to play against, especially with Carson Palmer coming back at quarterback. We know he was injured last year, and that really dampened what they were able to do down the stretch. The Eagles were pretty anemic offensively down the stretch because they didn't have Carson Palmer. But to get him back certainly is going to put them back in contention in the NFC West division, which is where they belong. John, in the Sean Payton era, the postseason availability of the Saints has been almost directly tied to the first four games of the season and how they fare in those first four. You mentioned the tough stretch that starts, I guess, at Carolina on September the 27th. But if you were to take the first four at Arizona, home against Tampa Bay, at Carolina, and home against Dallas, um, does that make you shake a little bit, or are you um, are you okay with that first month? Well, I mean, you want to get out of the box fast. So, I mean, I guess, you know, it makes you shake a little bit. But, you know, you look at it and it depends on, it depends on how everybody else starts also. I mean, if the Saints get out of the box two and two, is it going to be detrimental if Carolina gets out of it four and or if Atlanta gets out four and If they get out of it three and one and everybody else is two and two, that's going to play in their favor. So you want to get out of the gates pretty fast if you're the Saints, obviously, and you want to have everybody else playing catch up. Two years ago, that's exactly what they were able to do. They were able to get out of the gates fast. I think they won the first six, and everybody else was playing catch up the rest of the season. You want to get into that situation as opposed to starting two and two. Or, or one and three and then having to scramble the rest of the season. And you're always looking up in the standings trying to make up ground. John, on October the 11th, you're going to get your first up-close, in-the-flesh look at the Chip Kelly Football Lab and the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, I mean, you know, this is the team that the Saints beat in the playoffs a couple of years ago, won the first-ever uh, road franchise, first-ever road victory for the franchise in the playoffs, and they were able to get it in Philly against the Chip Kelly team that then had Nick Foles at quarterback. And that was the year Nick Foles, I think, went through 27 touchdowns and two interceptions in his stand in Philadelphia. So now they got a whole new quarterback situation, you know, with uh, Sam Bradford there and Tim Tebow and, you know, a host of others. And, you know, we'll get a chance to see if everything that Chip Kelly has done in the offseason is going to pay off. Now they get DeMarco Murray, the, the leading rusher in the NFL last year. They got him as a free agent from Dallas. They lost. You know, uh, LaShawn McCoy, which, you know, I thought was a more dangerous running back, to be honest with you, because he's a guy that can catch it out of the backfield as well as run it. They maintain Darren Sproles. They lose Jeremy Macklin, who's the big-time receiver that they had. So, you know, we don't know exactly what Chip Kelly's doing around there in Philadelphia, but he seems to believe in what he's doing, and I guess we'll find out pretty early. The bye comes on November the 22nd. Any feeling whether or not that's a good time for this football team, or do we just not know? No, 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 that's going to be a great time because it's later in the season. And after that, you get to finish out the season with your last six games. But if you want, by the time you play those first ten games, your body, well, by the time you play the first game, actually, in the NFL, your body is ready for a break. So they will have gone deep into the season. They'll get a nice break right at the end of the season. That kind of refreshes you a little bit, lets you get your legs back up under you, especially for a team that's going to be beaten up and bruised by then because by then every team is beat up and bruised. Um, if you were uh, looking at this as a fan, J.D., non-division home games, what's the one that perhaps you're looking forward to the most? Well, I mean, everybody always loves to play Dallas. I mean, everybody loves to hate Dallas, right? So that's the one you want to get to, obviously. And then the New York Giants are coming in. They're going to bring in Eli, our home guy. So, you know, you want to get to that one also. 
I think uh, the December the twenty first that game that home game against Detroit. I think it's going to be a huge one. Obviously, you you owe Detroit a little bit of payback from last year, and Detroit's not the same team. And Dominican Sue isn't there now, so that defense isn't going to be the same, especially on that defensive line. Now, of course, they still have Calvin Johnson and Matthew Stafford on offense, the quarterback and the receiver. So you know you still have to stop those guys. But that'll be a critical game probably late in the season because you're talking about the Detroit team that challenged for the uh, NFC Central Division Championship last year. You're talking about a Saints team that wants to get back on the NFC South, back atop the NFC South. So that could have a playoff kind of implications to it as a home game for a non-divisional team. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, uh, with regard to your recent memory, you certainly uh, can't forget the Pelicans and the San Antonio Spurs in game number 82 and what it meant for the New Orleans Pelicans on the very last day of the regular season. Well, lo and behold, if you look at the Saints schedule, all the way at the bottom is January 3rd at Atlanta, and that might say a lot too. Well, the NFL knows what they're doing when they, when they stack these schedules. They like to backload them with, with, with divisional opponents at the end of the season. And they're in the bigger ones for the Saints than there, than there is the Falcons. And they have to go there in game 16. And what we anticipate, if everything fall aligns, one or both of those teams is going to be fighting for a playoff spot. And if they're fighting for the division championship, and it's the very last game of the season, there's not a whole lot more you can ask unless you're a Saints fan. You'd rather have that game at home. But obviously playing a divisional opponent that you can't stand and they can't stand your gut season to finish out the season that way. That's going to be a great way to finish it. That's John DeShazer with NewOrleansSaints.com. We'll obviously be talking more about the Saints in the NFL next week with the NFL Draft. Otherwise, partner, I'll see you tomorrow night at the Smoothie King Center for Game 3 of the playoff series between the Warriors and the Pelicans. Have a great Wednesday, J.D. You too, my man. We'll both be wearing our red, and we're going to try to pull these guys through. I think it's time to get a home win. Absolutely. That's John DeShazer. We'll be right back. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit in a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to firm up for summer or last longer in the gym, make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. If you're looking to purify your diet, hurry in and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Pelicans fans, be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun, interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Hey, great show on this Wednesday. Uh, really enjoyed it, and uh, we'll look forward to another good one tomorrow when the Pelicans are back on a playoff game day, and we'll be at the Smoothie King Center Studios tomorrow, uh, here obviously today at Studio B in New Orleans. That gave us the chance to speak with uh, Saints and Pelicans President Dennis Lasha. Thanks to him today. That's big news. That's going to be fantastic. 44 feet long. That's the new... Uh, Smoothie King Center scoreboard that'll be in place uh, in October. And then uh, two massive boards there for the Mercedes-Benz Superdome for the 2016 NFL season. And that's just a little piece of some of the things that Dennis talked about today. So appreciate him. Appreciate John DeShazer, too. Great to have the Saints schedule now in hand. And David Wesley uh, getting us a Wesley Wednesday playoff style 
here uh, on the show today as well. Um, hey, one more thing I do want to pass along because I think time's running short on this. Uh, the uh, NBA Cares Community Assist Award is brought to you by Kaiser Permanente. If you remember, Anthony Davis won the monthly award earlier this season. Uh, now it's time to determine uh, who will win it for the entire season. That's a really prominent award, one that the players uh, care deeply about. And I'd love to see Anthony Davis get this award and represent the Pelicans and all the fine work that he's done in our community. So with that being said, you have a say in it. Uh, there are 10 nominees. Anthony is one of them, of course. And uh, like most everything else this, these, uh, these days, uh, social media is the avenue to uh, take care of the voting here. So if you will be so kind and uh, vote for Anthony Davis to win the season-long NBA Cares Community Assist Award presented by Kaiser Permanente, uh, here's what you need to do. If you want to use Twitter, uh, tweet a comment using the hashtag NBA Community Assist and then hashtag um, player's first name and then last name, okay? So Anthony Dave, hashtag Anthony Davis. The retweets will count as votes as well. You may have already seen one or two tweets from the Pelicans or from Anthony Davis on this. Uh, it will count if you retweet them. But you can also do one on your own. Uh, Instagram will work as well. All you have to do is post a photo using hashtag NBA Community Assist. And again, hashtag Anthony Davis in the photo description. Um, only unique posts will be included in the vote on this one, so you can't just keep cycling through the same one on Instagram. you got to do your own. And then on Facebook, if you respond and or comment on a post from an NBA account, whether it be the, the uh, NBA itself, uh, the NBA Cares Facebook page, um, all that is in play. And just like the others, hashtag NBA Community Assist, hashtag Anthony Davis. Voting ends on Monday, yes, this coming Monday at like noon Eastern. Uh, so 11 Central. So keep that in mind. Uh, with that being said, we're about set to wrap things up. Uh, we'll probably jump back into our NFL Draft Series tomorrow. Uh, we'll also preview, obviously, Game 3 between the Pelicans and the Warriors. And, um, yeah, maybe even the National Rider tomorrow. Mark Stein from ESPN. Yeah, that should be a great show on Thursday. Uh, again, tip-off is late tomorrow night, 842. Uh, all that means is you just have more time to prepare. Uh-huh, Yes. We'll be on, as, of course, uh, with the Black and Blue Report just after noon central. And uh, tomorrow night, with regards to radio coverage, uh, it actually begins at 8 central on the flagship station, 105.3 WWL-FM, with a postseason edition of the Monty Williams Radio Show. And then that will lead right into our game podcast starting at 8.30 central uh, tomorrow night from Smoothie King Center. For Daniel Sowers, and I'm Sean Kelly. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. I had to almost say that slowly so I wouldn't mess that up. Uh, and we'll see you next time right here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.